Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. The first case of the new COVID-19 variant in South Africa. But and the public is urged, urged to vaccinate. I thought there wasn't a vaccine for this. Following the first recorded case of the is it Eris E R I S? Well, we'll ask the expert in a moment. Variant in South Africa. The South African Medical Association has cautioned that the strain could likely cause severe symptoms for the immune compromised and people over 65 who aren't vaccinated. Can you believe we're back having this conversation? Well, you know what? There is the upside. The upside is we get to chat to Professor Adrian Purin again. We've missed him. Professor uh, is the Adrian Purin, the Executive Director of the National Institute for Communicable Diseases. A very good morning. Welcome back. How are you? Have good you been morning. have you been what have you been dormant? Uh, yes, I, I've been dormant listening to the Dawn Chorus, and I don't think we should confuse Eris with uh, Taylor Swift's um, <laughs> tour, right? That's, that's cool. <laughs> right, like whoops, I did it again. All right, so uh, Professor, right. nice, nice to chat to you. First of all, are you well? Yes. Okay. Yes, thank you very much. I appreciate that, and I hope your, you and your listeners are well too. And yes, I, I think from the outset, I think we should we should not be, be panicking at all um, at this point. I right. think it's important to to state that up front. Okay, so, so so take us through this, you know, because we've been expecting yes. the the evolution of of the COVID virus. This is what we were told. What you told us was likely to happen. Yes, so so the, the evolution of this virus uh, simply continues, um, and I think it's really critical that we we keep an eye on what variants. Um, are coming along and what the implications are. So this variant is not new. It's a sublineage, so it belongs to the Omicron um, family of, of, of uh, variants. So it was, I think, detected, I think, in February already. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think in South Africa, we've only had one case in, in South Africa. However, it's, it's different in other parts of the world, such as the United States, the UK, I think India, China, perhaps, where there are, are larger numbers of, of cases. But again, I think, although there are certainly mutations which um, allow it to be most likely be more transmissible, um, there's no good evidence um, that, in fact, um, this leads to uh, poorer outcomes um, at all in terms of hospitalizations and death. So I think we just need to be cautious in South Africa that, um, yes, we have identified one case. There may be a few more. Mm. The case that was identified was a, a mild case. So... It's critical that we do continue to monitor, which is what. Well, that's what I was going to ask you because, to some extent, although we're saying that we have one case and we have one confirmed case, the reality is that people have been getting all sorts of flu, um, strange and quite uh, quite intense flu symptoms this year, especially over the last couple of months, and I'm not sure how many of them have tested for COVID. Yeah, absolutely. You're quite right. And that, that's one of the, the challenges is that, um, you know, people are experiencing signs and symptoms that could well be influenza. It could be COVID-19, it could be the, the other 198 viruses around in circulation. Mm. Um, and, but people are not testing. Um, and maybe with good reason as well. They, you know, they feel that they can manage their symptoms and they can manage their, their health and protect others. So that's probably the reason why. However, we do have some sentinel um, surveillance, what is called syndromic surveillance for other respiratory viruses, including COVID-19 influenza. The influenza season in SE has, has come to an end. Mm. Uh, there's not much 
um, in, in circulation. COVID certainly continues, but again, at, at very low numbers. In fact, that's what makes it very difficult for us uh, to sometimes keep track of what um, is in circulation. So it's good that you know other parts of the world uh, are also able to identify what what is in in circulation. Mm. So I, I think yeah, it is more important. We also have wastewater surveillance, um, right. which we can also then triangulate with our current surveillance to give us a sense again if there are any alerts or warning signals that the things are, are, are changing. But at this stage, um, there, there's no evidence so right. to be concerned. I, I thought I, I read that there wasn't a vaccine for this particular variant, and yet it seems as though we're being told just to make sure that, that, uh, that you are vaccinated. Can you just explain that to me? Yes, so... At least, I think in the United States um, and some of the other countries, there are um, some updates in terms of their um, vaccines. And so those updates will probably be able to cover more, possibly more effectively, um, what in terms of what is, um, in terms of the responses to this particular uh, lineage. But it, it's thought that, um, that our current Natural exposures and the current vaccines that we do have provide some level of protection and probably levels of protection against severe disease. And therefore, I think even though we may not have the most up-to-date uh, vaccines, I mm. think it still will offer us some level of protection, especially against, I think, severe disease. So we are encouraged, even if we have not had the vaccine or if we had previous exposure um, to natural infection, that we do actually still continue to vaccinate, especially in the the elder age groups and, and those with, with um, higher risk uh, mor- morbidities to, to actually vaccinate. So, so it does so, Yeah, so I just want to go back to that because I think that is, I think that is important where th- th- yes. there's been, there's been a tremendous amount, tremendous amount of um, anti-vaccine and, and it's all followed the, it, it's, it's all followed COVID and I, I find it quite interesting because what's happened is the people like yourselves and the professional and the medical, uh, those properly involved for, were focused on it, are focused on it, um, in a very, very, uh, almost unemotional, uh, way with, with no agenda other than the health of people. But even during COVID, you had this whole anti-vax crew that haven't really stopped. Uh, but now there's little counter argument because everybody's just getting on with their stuff except for the anti-vaxxers. So what I'm noticing is that there's a lot more, um, talk about, you know, all of these terrible things about the vaccine that might or might not be true, but no one's really countering it because it's not as relevant and it's not as important to counter. But in some ways it is because it's almost like that crew has been left with the last word, which means even people like me who are saying, you know, I, I uh, you know, I had my, my my slogan was hold them down and vaccinate them, but but you know, I, I'm now thinking, well, hold on, do I want to go and get another vaccine? Is it safe to do so? It it slowly wears you know wears you down that type yes. of language. Give me your thoughts on that. You know, absolutely. I think you know. It's important for us not to be complacent uh, with regard to these types of infections, especially if you're in the high-risk groups. And again, if you're thinking, I know in South Africa it's not, it um, doesn't gain as much uh, publicity as it does in, say, the United States or the UK, are uh, the so-called long-term effects of COVID. So if you if you read um, you know, reports coming out of the United States, for example, there's a lot of emphasis, and then you know more recent publications that 
if you do experience COVID, you know, the vaccine certainly gives you some level of protection and probably against long COVID. Mm. And so I think it's really critical that we, we continue to have these messages <clears throat> available, uh, not mm. available, but at least do the public service announcements so that people are aware of this. And the same goes for influenza, as you know. There is an effective fact. There is a vaccine. It's not always effective, but um, it, it is available. And I think people need to incorporate that, uh, that as part of their, their lives, oh. just as we do for measles and, and right. other infections where right. there are so, so, vaccines available. So in summary, the message is as follows. There is a new variant. It, um, it might be significant, but it is no reason to panic if you're not uh, compromised it should be a, a you know it it should be manageable if you are within an age group an older age group or somebody with comorbidities make sure to get the vaccine and just be responsible absolutely wear your mask if we are appropriate absolutely holds <laughs> <all> true <laughs> 100% and uh, yeah even if you've got a little bit of ptsd uh, it's uh, it's well worth doing professor adrian Pure, nice to chat to you again it is seven o'clock i'm howard feldman good morning